Welcome and thanks for stopping by. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to our podcast on one of your favorite platforms, I'm glad you're here. At this time, I would like to thank our partners and sponsors for their dedication to helping the show to grow. We cannot do what we do without their help. You've reached the Millennium Beat. I'm glad you're here. I'm your host, Kevin James. Today, I have with me Jared Branchley. Said that right? How you doing? I'm, I'm happy I'm to be doing good. Me. Well, thank you very much for being here. Uh, this is going to be a little different than my normal style podcast that I do, but uh, I think I think the listeners will get some great information. So, so let's talk about who Jared is and where he came from. So, Jared, tell me your story. Sure. Well, um. I, I'm I'm from uh, from Utah, Ogden, Utah. I, okay. I've been here all my life. I I lived out of the country for a couple of years, but I grew up here. And I mean, to humble means, right? My my father was a mechanic all his all his career, and my okay. mom was a school cook. So oh. it was it was uh, humble, like. And I was I'm the youngest of seven kids. So oh wow! Their, you have a big family. A very big family. Uh, what we do in Utah, we do well, and, and having kids is one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like Texas. Everything is done big. That, yeah. That's right. You know, so yeah. uh, we, we lived humble. We never wanted for anything, but we didn't have any, any, anything really lavish, but we, we had each other and, and we were, and I was at a happy childhood, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Probably middle class, upper middle or middle, middle low, class, low, lower, yeah. middle lower class, middle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, weren't you starving, were. but you weren't eating five exactly. course meals every day so okay yeah going going out to eat in the family was uh, a rarity when whenever that did happen so but, okay well yeah. with seven kids i can imagine what that would cost yeah exactly i got three kids I mean, now so i can imagine like it, it was oh, funny yeah. i was talking on, on the squirrel moment i was ha- having dinner with my mom and then she saw this mother with like six kids and she just looked at me she's like how does she do it i'm like mom oh. you had seven so yeah. oh yeah you're right <laughs> well my grandparents they had 12. Oh wow! Okay. I think two. I think I think I have in early days. Two of them died, so they ended up having ten. But you know, this is back. This is back in the early, probably nineteen twenties or something like that. They had twelve twelve kids. I have twelve aunts and uncles. None of them are unfortunately alive now. But um, but yeah, that's a that's a big family. So so Utah. I don't really know a lot about it. I've never been out there, but now that I'm getting people like yourself, uh, I'm I'm getting what they call the Millennium Bus. So I am putting people's names down. I says, okay, uh, I want to go to Utah. Okay, who do I know in Utah? Jared. Oh right. yeah, hey Jared. Uh, 
you know, like I want to do a in-person interview with you. You know, 100%. I got yeah. I got uh, 15 short-term rentals, Airbnbs here in Utah. Okay, you can, I'll let you stay in one of them. No worries. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in the process in the next year of buying a, uh, either a 40-foot diesel pusher or a, a used one or a brand new gas, you know, 35-foot gas. Nice. So I, I mean, I used to drive buses for a living, so uh, okay, it, cool. it, uh, it's pretty much. Um, so so that's cool. So let's say a little bit about your family. All right, so let's go. Let's move the story along a little bit that's from true. there. So you you were you were the baby you said of I seven. Was the baby, yep. The, yeah, I was the, the baby of five. My running joke is I was an only child of five because there's a six year gap between me and my brother, ah. and my and between me and my oldest sister's twelve years. And I always say this every time we talk about this is that my sister hated it because she used to take care of me as an older sister does. Yep. And people would ask, oh, he's so cute. You know how babies, you know, everybody's cute when you're a baby. Yeah. And he's so cute. Is he yours? She goes, no, that's my little brother. So uh, so I always say my joke is I, I grew up an only child of five and my sister yeah. kind of resented me because she had to take care of me. And a lot of families were like that. Uh, did they did that happen in your family? I mean, you uh, yeah. how much a gap between you and your oldest sibling? My my oldest brother, my sibling, he he twelve years, the same as you, right? So, twelve years, okay. Yeah. So I and, and we never really communicated like hardly at all because by the time he right. was, you know, eighteen, I was like five or six. Right. In fact, same we, way. we went like four years ago. We went to business together, and oh, wow. I talked to him more during during those 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 couple of years we had a business together than right. I did my entire life. So okay. that was a, that was kind of a cool experience to kind of get to know him. Yeah. But I mean, it was uh, I was very energetic. I mean, um, little kid, I always like to make people laugh and and have fun. And that's uh, good. Yeah. yeah so it was, you, it was good. Now, were you voted the class clown in high school? I w- and this is okay. So I'm gonna be honest, or no one believes me when I say this, but I was voted. Most likely to run a, an, an illegal cartel. That was, that was what, uh, it was. It's on my my. Uh, I, I don't think we had. I live in Massachusetts. I I don't think we had anything like that. You know that we had a class clown. Most likely to succeed. Most likely to get married. Stuff like that. And I I was in. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Amway. You know, I was in yeah. that. And I, I used to hang around with millionaires and their kids. So yeah. I, you know, I, I, you know, I was, you know, success would be successful and stuff like that. And I, I call it applied knowledge. And you might know this in real estate. I mean, you can give me all the knowledge in the world, but if I don't apply it, it ain't any good. It ain't right. any good to me because, but you could give me one bit of information and then I apply it. And next thing you know, I'm instead of making $50,000, I'm making 150 or 250 or $350,000. So people like yourself is 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 is, is necessary for people. Oh, you want to help them out. So, well, so the thing is, like one of my mentors says with, on on that thing you just said, that really kind of struck a chord because, um, my mentor, one of my mentors, he says, knowledge is not power. That's a lie. It's applied right. knowledge is power. Because I know I a lot of smart broke people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just not yeah. applying what they know. Well, there's also common sense too. I mean, I've had people that are right. smart that are, are not smart enough to get out of the rain. You know, that hey, it's raining. Let me get out of here. You know, there's, you know, they're book knowledge, but not common sense knowledge. And, yeah. and, and I, th- I think in the in the market, whether it's you, like in real estate, or people in stocks, or buying and selling, uh, you know, flipping houses, you know, knowledge is good, but applying the good stuff. Um, I think what happens today, and I said this years ago, and Amway used to get one tape, and you would listen to it over and over and over again. 
Mm-hmm. So you you really kind of get it into your brain and you applied it where right. then they got into um, tape of the week, tape of the month. So you and it's the same with church services. You hear a message today on Sunday. Next week, you hear another message. You don't really can say, can I take that information? And you it, it's kind of like what they talk about scriptures and the Bible talks about chewing on them, meditating yeah. on them. We just read it over so quickly. We don't really like, you know, it's like yeah. eating food. It's like, yeah. OK, we put it in the mouth. And then we chew it and then we swallow it where they say it's better to put it in and chew on it for a little while. And, mm-hmm. and that's where it. savor it, you know, you can't yeah. enjoy it. And, and I think in society, we've got so much of going from A to B to C to D. We, we don't, uh, the analogy that's coming to my head is stop to smell the roses. <laughs> yeah. Every, totally. every, everything is, uh, I have one question I was thinking when you're telling me you have seven, I know that you said there's 12 different years, just like myself. Yeah. Was there any of the, Okay, well, let's go this. Let me back up before you say that. Okay, sure. you said your brother's the oldest. Yes. Right, and you're the youngest. So that's two boys. So mm-hmm. what are the other five? We have the. There's three. So there, I have three brothers and three sisters. So there's four boys in our family, and then three three daughters. Three sons. Okay. Three, or sorry, four da- four sons, and three daughters. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's I- absolutely. And and the thing is, so being that we were. Like not wanting, but if I wanted anything extra, I had to go out and get it. So right. even at an early age, I kind of had the, the entrepreneur spirit, I guess you would say. Okay. But uh, my, but my parents did not, they did not like that at all. As no. far as, because uh, uh, their, their, grand, their parents, my grandparents, they both were in businesses and they failed miserably. And oh, so they they? Got, they're very risk averse about anything like that. But I remember when I was like six, I would go out and me and my friend, we found shiny rocks because they looked cool hmm. to us. We were six. And okay. this is back in the eighties. So it was, it was actually okay to knock on people's door when you're little. And I right. would just go to my neighbor's yard and just, or their, their, I'll just knock on their door and say, Hey, do you guys want to buy shiny rocks? And they just laugh, laugh at me, but they would buy it out of pity. Like, all right, here, here, here's a quarter kid. And for yeah. a six year old in the eighties, that was like a million dollars. So right. I was like, Oh yeah. Amazing. And, oh, that's cool. Even growing up, it's just like, if I wanted to, Make if I wanted to go to the movies with my friends, I just mow a couple lawns, rake a couple mm-hmm. leaves, shovel. If it's winter, we'd shovel walks, and so it was kind of it's kind of nice just having my own little little bank. Okay. And so I always had that kind of the entrepreneurial spirit in at the very mm-hmm. least, right? Oh, that's cool. Now, did, did the rest of your siblings have the same spirit, or was it just you? Were you were a little me. bit different? Just you? I, okay. I, was, I was different. I am definitely the not black sheep, but I'm definitely. Different. A blue sheep. This is different. Yeah, you a know what I mean. Just, yeah, my 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 other my brother and sisters are all successful in their their career. Um, okay. Whether you know uh, engineer, computer programmer, what whatever it is that they were in, um, right. they've done well. But they're very much. I'm going to go my nine to five. I'm, I'm planning to work forty years of my life and then retire. And hopefully, the pile of money that I saved up lasts before I die. So okay. that's kind of like, the, and that's like, like most Americans, right? Just right. I, yeah. I don't yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that a lot of people, a lot of Americans are living from paycheck to paycheck. And I understand that. I mean, I've learned to be a saver a little bit and it comes in handy because if, you know, instead of paying credit card debt, I, I pay off the credit cards with the savings I had, you know, sure. what good is it if I'm, I'm making 5% interest, but I'm paying 30% interest on a credit card. Right. So, it, it you know, so it's just different stuff. So, so you growing up, you grow, you grew up with your brothers and sisters and stuff like that, and and stuff like that. Where, 
um, where did you go from, you know, that was the early years in like junior yeah. high, high school and stuff like that. Where did you go from there? Did you go into college, um, into your field or did you, was it a separate field when you went into college? So I, I had a, um, I, I didn't have a lot of self worth back then. I, okay. I had a, I mean, I knew I could get, I can work and I, and I can, you know, it's hard to out, out, out blitz me at the very least. People can't work with me. They can't out blitz me. But <laughs> I, uh, I had a, uh, I didn't think like, because of what my parents have, even after years of being kind of entrepreneur spirited, um, and after mm -hmm. kind of the, and no fault of my parents, I'm not trying to right. you know, oh, yeah. change them by any means. They're just different mindset and that's fine. And so they right. always like, that's risky. You're going to, you know, lose your shirt. And so like, okay. And, and even growing up, because I, I was dubbed to having a learning disability because I, I had ADD, um, dyslexia. Okay. And so, I mean, I, I just learned differently. And, and I think those things are, are kind of my superpower, but at the time mm -hmm. I didn't think so. I had a, a teacher tell me when I was eight or nine, it was like second grade. And she said, Jared, I hope you, I hope you, uh, enjoy hamburgers. I was like, well, yeah, I love hamburgers. What do you mean? Cause you're gonna be flipping them for the rest of your life. Uh, and so that kind of stuck like, Oh, like this person of authority is like, you're, you're not going to amount to anything, dude. Like just calm down, I, shut up, sit down. You know what I mean? That's so people like I, that. I, I shouldn't be teachers. Uh, that's what I say. A hundred percent. I agree. Be, and, you know, you need to encourage people. You will never tell them right. you're never going to amount to anything. Now it could, right. could work to the benefit. The fact that you could say, Hey, I want to prove you wrong. Exactly. But you, you're really not encouraging the person to be a better person. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, for, I don't like that at all. Yeah. For the majority of people that they'll, they'll take it internally and just, you know, and it'll, it'll downsize them as opposed to, but I agree. Right. I think there's people that told me stuff I couldn't do. And I made that, that was my, my energy, right. That was my, mm -hmm. my fuel. So that, right. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had both, both ends of it. And so when, after I graduated and um, you know, uh, I, I lived out of the country for a couple of years and I was just teaching and I served a, this is a mission on my church. We just, I was just teaching people in Mexico about Jesus Christ. It was really fun. Okay. Uh, oh. I came, I came back and uh, I met my, my wife um, and we, we got married. So I was 23 and I got a job at Walmart. And this is the second job. So right. I, was, I was on the phones. I was in, you know, calling people collections, things like that. So mm -hmm. I was just on the phone. Fun stuff. I got it. I got it. Everybody, everybody loves talking to the collection guy. Exactly. I was, I was everyone's favorite. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, um, I can imagine. <laughs> I got yelled at quite a bit. But uh, so I, I got this job at Walmart, but you know, I mean, it's when there's not a lot, ton of competition, great people there, mm -hmm. you can get promoted quite quickly. Right. So within, I was a part-time cashier, got promoted to front-end manager like two months in. Wow. And I was like, okay, so this is this is a thing. I can, let's, let me shift my hours and make a full-time over here. Okay. So I, I, I was working there at Walmart for over 12 years. I would just, every couple months, years, I would just get promoted. I was over like a, I was in my third store. I was getting transferred over as at every promotion. And and I, and I thought that was my career. Like, this is, okay, this is it. I'm going to be a store manager soon. Right. And I was probably within, when I quit, if I would have stayed there, I would have been like maybe within a year, I would have been a store manager because I was at that trajectory. Okay. So I was just one level underneath my store manager. But uh, something happened. Um, my wife got pregnant with our third child because there's an, an eight-year gap between number two and number three. Oh, wow. She was a, an unplanned blessing, you know. Um, Happy to have her. Absolutely amazing. Uh, she's six now. Going to be turning seven here this year. Okay. But something happened to me because when when if 
your listeners that worked retail um, or restaurant business, you understand when it's the holiday times, you, you want they they want you there at the store. They want oh, you. Yeah. The they, you you got to be there. And because of uh, just my ambition and where how I how I you know how I worked, I was I was the go to guy. Like you know, Jared, go overnights on Christmas on on Christmas Eve, and I want you to you know we got we got a you and the team are gonna make you know make make like Christmas never happened. You know they have the clearance section, right. and they have the new holiday. So I was never there for the holidays, right. ever. Um. So I'm, I when that happened when my wife got pregnant with the the our third child, I was like something has to change because mm-hmm. I remembered all of the holidays missed. Um, I did not see. I did not see my 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 son open his Christmas present until he was twelve. Wow, twelve years. And 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 my daughter, you know, until she was like ten. Wow. And so it was, and 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 being able to enjoy the magic. Cause that's yeah. what it's truly is magical. If anyone has kids, they understand this. Right. Like with my, with my third child with, she would come down to the stairs and she bleeds in Santa Claus and she's just so that's uh, magic. And yeah. I missed all that with my kids, you know? And so I, I, I just knew something had to change. So that was kind of like the paradigm shit for me. Like this okay. grind is just not, it's not going to give me the lifestyle that I want. Cause you know, mm-hmm. we, we had savings, but it, it was basically paycheck mm-hmm. to paycheck. You know? Right. Yeah. Like a lot of people. And I can understand that. I, I did real, um, I didn't real, I did retail. I used to work for Blockbuster. I was, uh, I was like the second one in charge of Blockbuster in, on the East coast of Florida and, nice. uh, and in you know, holidays and stuff like that, you had to work, you know, Thanksgiving, wow. you know, Christmas and cause everyone wanted to rent a video, but right. and, you know, and, and, so retail is the same way. You know, I work in television now and we, we're 24 hours, seven days a week, but I don't mind working certain hours. I'm just me. So there's nobody else. So, so I don't really, if I can, I uh, give somebody that like yourself a day off because they have a family and mm-hmm. they're full time. So they get, they get the benefit. They get paid anyway. Right. And I, I have a chance to make a few extra dollars. I said, I'm not doing anything. Now the holiday lately has been falling on days that I don't work and, and the people that do work it want to work it. <laughs> so right. I, I don't, I don't really care, but yeah. So you, you've been getting to that re- revelation of the fact that you're working all the time. You're not seeing your kids. You're not seeing your yeah. family. You're not being there for the first of this, first of that, you know? And so your brain is basically going like, there's gotta be something better than this. Yeah. Cause you probably were doing okay. You were moving up the chain, yeah. your progression, your, you, it's not like you were stuck as a, a stock boy for 10 years, you know, and you weren't moving yeah. up, you moved up from the beginning, you know, you kept moving up. So the, it was progression. I'm sure hopefully the pay was in progression, but still you were losing out the most valuable thing it is. It's when, especially when you're married and you have kids, you're Absolutely. missing that prime time with your wife and definitely with your kids that, that only happens. And that per that kid's life once, you know, they only turn once, once, right. twice, you know, then they turn one, they turn it once, you know. So you, once it's gone, it's gone. They're they're first yeah. of everything. You so so basically, I can see your mind spinning and saying, "Hey, it's got to be something different." So 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 you're in that position. When when does it start getting into now? You finding a way to do something different. I mean, you've, so, you you got the got the mindset, but yeah. what? So I knew, yeah, just like you said, I knew something had to change, but I mm-hmm. had no idea what, and real what? estate definitely, definitely was not on my radar, like 0%, <laughs> I mm-hmm. really close. Um, 
And uh, so I actually went back. Uh, I went back to school um, uh, just okay. online. So I can take my own hours. So like while the kids were sleeping, I can, I can, you know, mm-hmm. go on. To the, and, and I went back to school for psychology, actually. Oh. I was like, you know what? People tell me their problems anyways. I might as well get paid for it. Right. So like, a, like, like a bartender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know, everybody, exactly. Everybody tells the bartender. Exactly. So I was the guy, I mean, I, I would listen, give, give a, a decent advice, I guess. And mm-hmm. so people come to me like, well, that's that I, I have not a gift, but you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good at that. So let's see what I can do. So I started to do that, but so I was working 60 hours a week cause I was salary and right. I was over like 400 associates. So on, on average, it was 60 hours a week with holiday times. They're like 70, 75. Wow. You know, it was just like what I work, crazy. but I don't get as paid as much. Yeah, exactly. I think during Christmas time, I did the math. I was like, like I'm getting paid like $5 an hour here because right. there's just all those just hours, you know, I just I rarely take days off. It just there at the store all the, the whole time. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to take, go to school and, and figure something out. And mm-hmm. a friend of mine at church, he, he came to me and he was like, he, he did a terrible job, but yeah. uh, uh, he, he was trying to t- tell me like to come to this workshop, this real estate workshop. Um, and they'll, they're going to teach you, you know, kind of how to get started in real estate, how to pay off your home quicker without having to change your lifestyle. Right. And so I was like, okay, dude, what kind of stink oil are you selling? Like, all right. All right. And, and so I was 100%, I was being, I was being nice, but, but I was planning to blow them off. Like I wasn't going to go. Right. My wife, to her, to, to her, to her, forever credit, right. um, she listened to. She she came up to us about halfway through our conversation. And she heard it's like, oh well, I want to learn how to pay off my house quicker. Like mm-hmm. real estate. I mean, we I, I like passive income. Yeah, I want to learn something about that. So, me being uh, wanting to continue being married, I'm like, okay, you want to go? I guess we're going. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's happy right. wife is a happy home. <laughs> facts that that is that is so true you know so we so i was uh uh we, we went and and you know we've been married now we've been married for for seven for 18 years now i'm trying to hit 19 hoping right she hasn't got wise yet she she's still she i think she'll stick yet. around yeah she has plenty of options but she's sticking with me so i like that I, I'm, that's I'm, good I'm okay. yeah um we, we went and and this this guy is a typical like kind of like workshop seminar kind of thing mm-hmm. he was teaching a lot of stuff and I was so skeptical of this whole thing. My arms were right. folded. I was yeah, just like know. sitting back and it was just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just like, okay, all right, let's just, is this yeah. 90 minutes? Oh my God, I got to sit. Okay, fine. And and yeah. this guy, and he kept on doing this, just un- irritating. I, I was just annoyed. He kept on doing the same thing again and again. Right. And I was like, I, I wish he would stop doing that. Um, and that thing that really irritated me, he kept on making sense. That, and I just like, ah, oh, man, that, that does make sense. And say, you you know, bring up this, yeah, that, yeah, that's right too. And so uh, when he talked about like, cause, cause real estate, again, wasn't in my radar. Cause I thought you had to have perfect credit. Right. I had to have a million dollars to even start something like that. I had a reputation of, of, of you know, degrees uh-huh. or whatever. Like I, I just never looked into it. So I, I just was out of my reach. Right. And, and I, and it was like, he was talking about, about, uh, how to do real estate without using your money and credit. Now, if you have perfect, if you have money and great credit, is it easier? 100%. Right. But you can do, is there other ways of doing it without that? 100%. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, this is, this is great. Like at the end of it, I was like, I went from like arms folded and kind of scowling to, I was at the edge of my seat by the time the whole thing was over. 
Okay. So I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is kind of what we were praying for, what we wanted to, to achieve. Mm-hmm. And so uh, me and wife, we looked at each other. We never liked, but it, it, we never had the moment like, is this something for us? It was just like, how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. That, that was our, our, it was never, never once had that, that question. Like, should we do this? This is like, okay, we're right. in, let's figure it out. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's what, what, what started us, you know, we, we, we got with, we, we kept on going to these, these workshop events, learning things. We, 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 we got educated, we got education, you know, mm-hmm. it was an online course that they had that they were selling. And we just went like to ham and I didn't have a ton of time to, right. to learn this stuff. Cause I didn't know anything. I was like a, a baby in the field, didn't know right. anything. So there was a, there was a, a, a season of learning and mm-hmm. with me going to school full time and working the 60, 70 hours a week, I maybe had like, and still wanting to spend time with my kids and my wife, right? right? I maybe had 30 minutes to an hour a day at, at best to right. kind of focus in, in learning. But I, I did something that was called a, a, a net time. Tony Robbins talks about this. And I've heard his name, yeah. Yeah. Net Tony time Robert. is uh, no, no extra time, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was um, mowing my lawn, I, I would like listen to, to some of these classes, listen to podcasts. I would, I would like listen to right. books. Uh, I, my, my car became a university on wheels. So when I was traveling, driving, mm-hmm. I would just be learning as much as I, as I possibly could while I did it. In fact, I had a, so we had walkie talkies in, in my in Walmart and instead of my, my, my earpiece, I had my, my headset in and I was just listening to, to education mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the day. So I was able to get the, the season of learning was moved on pretty, pretty rapidly because I was using mm-hmm. the time I, I didn't have, but while I was doing other things. And so I did have to kind of re- re-listen to a lot of things because, you know, right. I'm because doing multitask- I hear mu- the word multitasking. You, I do that a lot too. It's yeah. like, if I'm doing something else and I have to be somewhere and I have nothing really to do, I will do something else, you know, for whether for my business right. or for my, you know, editing or, because if I did everything, just a block, you know, I, there's only 24 hours in a day and I have 30 hours worth of stuff to do. And I, yeah. even if I get up at one o'clock in the morning, go to bed at 11 or 12 o'clock, you know, it, there's only so much you can do. So you have to yeah, multitask. So, and then listen, that's what's nice about audio podcasts and other things like that, mm-hmm. or bo- books on, on, on CD or books on the audio is that you can actually learn it while you're driving. Cause it's just, it's dead time. Either you just listen right. to the radio or you're not, or in some cases like me, I don't listen to anything. I just, I just zombie out for like, especially in the morning. I'm not a morning person. So I listen to nothing. So I listen to a podcast that you can actually learn and, and fill your head. And you did that in real estate. Now I have a yeah. question about this. Now you said that's being skeptic and stuff. And a lot of people today, unfortunately, there's so many scams out there. It's ridiculous. How, how did you get over the skepticism? Uh, um, what made you change and say, Hey, this is, this is legit. Because people are probably asking that. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard of this and I heard of that. How do they know the difference between something that is legit and something that you're just, the, the guy who's up there speaking is just trying to get your money because he's selling right. a book or he's selling a course that mm-hmm. maybe doesn't work, but he, he knows how to sell a book. Exactly. How did you get, how do you get over that um, skepticism? So somebody else might be going through the same thing. That's a, that's a really good question. I love that. Um, and, and, and like I said, I was very skeptical. I was like, what snake oil is this guy trying to sell me in the very right. beginning? And there's, there's three typical questions that people ask themselves when they're affronted with anything like this, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's your, you know, people are educated and they're, they're, they're claiming a lot of cool things. They ask like, so the first question, is this real? 
Mm. Another question is, can other people do this? Have other people have other people done this? And can it can I do it? Right? Because like, sure, Joe Joe Blow over here, he he's he's closed on his hundredth deal in, in the second month. You know, right? And, but well, but isn't there right. isn't there also another question too? Is how much is this going to really cost me? Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, because because you talked that. about courses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You didn't say a dollar sign to them, but I, nothing is nothing basically is for free. Nothing's so, for free. right. So I, you, hundred percent. Yeah, the old expression, and it's true to a degree. You know, you have to spend money to make money. I mean, it's right. You don't expect everything to be you know free, uh, because the value of something that is free, you get what you paid for. <laughs> Right. You know, I mean, and, and also if I have to, if I had to pay you, a, you know, a hundred dollars an hour for a course, I get information. Well, you better be sure that I'm going to pay and do what you told me to do. Cause I just paid you a hundred bucks for that information mm -hmm. compared Absolutely. to if you, if you don't charge me anything and you give it to me free and go, oh, that's good. No. Right. But right. yeah, you that's value that. it. If you don't, yeah, don't value it. Right. You know, some, some amount people are going to take more action than right. if you just have the free information. Right. Right. And that's and that's the thing, too. Also, people are sitting there and they're asking that question, too, is like, how much is, you know, you know, I can't even afford rent right now. It's like, you know, yeah. you know, I can't afford groceries. And, you know, today I can't afford gas, <laughs> you know, so there's always right. an excuse. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, winning people will not make excuses. They make reasons why to do something. You know, right. losers, in a sense, will make excuses why not to do something. So, um I, no, totally. Just, and, and you have to be really careful out there, especially nowadays, like the, the good and bad about our, our current situation, the information's out there, but there's right. a lot of crap information out there as well. Like a lot, a lot of BS in the world and you have to sift through a lot of that stuff. We got lucky. So that, that company that, 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 that we bought the education from, I mean, it really was a top notch, notch company. So we got, we got lucky. And in fact, after the fact, that's when I kind of learned about the real estate education mm -hmm cycle or system there's a lot of just um fly by night they'll come in for a three-day workshop and then then you pay 100 bucks for the workshop and then that workshop is a a sales pitch for their seven-day workshop the next workshop yeah i was just thinking that exactly like, so buy this then, one and then you can get this one but mm -hmm. and then you need this one Right. You know, yeah, it, we, we, we gave you enough information to get in trouble, but if you really want to be successful, come by this. You know, give us forty thousand bucks in for the seven day thing, and then you'll be ready. And then, then a hundred thousand dollars. I had a friend of mine. He we went after after I got involved in real estate. He spent over a hundred thousand dollars on these gurus. Oh wow! And I'm like whoa. And I I met and I'm not gonna. I don't want to um right mention any companies' names, but I, I met a lot of like these these real estate coaches. Right. And they're like, yeah. I I mean I I'm. Uh, two of them for one company actually is just from happenstance just being in the field and it's like yeah i've i was a coach for th three years for xyz company but i i didn't do a deal till after i left the company so they were right. coaching people how to do deals and not to say the information was bad they were they had their manuals they were reading from right but it's just like like because i went because going to college and going and and taking like a business class and my my, my business professor never owned a business it's a little bit different you know not to right. say that his information is wrong but right. it's just like, because the people I was learning from, like when they're teaching how to do fix and flip, they've done a hundred fix and flips a year on average. Okay. And they're telling me like how to do this. And so I was like, okay, this is a little bit, you know, this is what we did. This is some pitfalls. Don't do that. You know, right. here's some, you know, real trade secrets. Um, well, secrets is used too much, but real, real trade, you know, tips, tips. Um, dramatically different from, from mm -hmm. just 
you know, reading from a book or, or getting, getting the type of information. So we right. are lucky and, and honestly to, to find a, a decent company, but to, for us, our proof was like, we, we met so many people mm-hmm. that were actually doing deals. In fact, I would, I would actually go to some of their properties. They were looking they're they were actually doing and mm-hmm. seeing the numbers, what they were making and how they were able to fund it without using their money, how they found this off market property that they're going to flip or keep mm-hmm. it as a rental or, or whatever the, the strategy was. Right. So that was, that was really helpful to see that they were doing it. And then seeing the systems that they had was able to like, like okay, yeah, even with my limited time, I can have that season of learning and then start mm-hmm. jumping in. So yeah, that was, that was like, I think it's a very easy for people to kind of fall into that trap, I guess you'd say, as far as with just buying a course and then it being garbage, you know, mm-hmm. or not, not their, they don't complete their mm-hmm. buying a course and realize that it's not what they promised it was. Right. Now I was looking at the kind of our show notes and stuff like that. And I was reading one of the things and you, you just mentioned it too. And I'm looking down at it. So sorry, people that are watching uh, there. I'm not looking at you at the moment, but I'm looking at the paper, uh, the master to the art of finding off market deals. What is yeah. that? What is off market deals? So the, when you typically want to find a property, whether it's for an investment property or for yourself, you go, you, you talk to a real estate agent and then they, 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 they're all, when you want to sell a house, you put it on the market, right? Mm-hmm. So the real estate agents have access to everything that's, that's on the MLS is what they call it. And okay. so then like, okay, you have, you want this type of house with this type of bedroom, this price point, here are these 20 houses that fit your criteria. There you go. Okay. Okay. And everyone well, else in the world, world can see those same things. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do and what, what I, what they, what I was taught is, is how to find off market properties. So properties where I am the only one that knows it's for sale. Mm. So that that's, what's really good. And, the beauty of just real estate in general, there's so many different strategies, different ways of making money, whether that's massive right. or passive, you can find the right one that kind of fits your personality. Mm-hmm. So with, with my ADD power, you know, it, like no one can outblitz me. Right. Um, I was very good as, as the, just talking to people, starting mm-hmm. conversations and showing them the value of what, what I can do if, to get them out of a tough situation. Okay. So, I mean, even like out of the box thinking where I would go to, the eviction court hmm. and like, well, I mean, people are evicting why they're not selling their house. They're getting these bad renters out, but yeah, I would just go in. Cause you can find out um, what day, cause it's usually depending on the court system, but usually like every day of the week or ex, you know, every Friday, for example, mm-hmm. they're doing eviction courts. And so you, you can just go and watch. Okay. So I would go and watch and, and I would, I would listen to the stories, the pain points of this landlords. And so they're at a, they're at a flux. So it's like, I, they can either, they just kick this guy out. They can either fix it up because if anyone that's been through an eviction or seen it, they never leave the place in a great spot. Like there are holes in the wall, there are trash everywhere. It's never in a good spot. So that landlord either has to like fix it up and try to find a new tenant um, or they can fix it up and try to sell it. Uh, I offer them another, another solution. So I start a conversation. We talk about their pain points, you know, like, Oh man, I, I just noticed that. Yeah. That, that was rough. And, and people love to talk about themselves. So if you're just like present in this, you know, right. repeating the last three words that they say and like, oh, tell me more about that. They'll tell you the whole, oh, excuse me, they'll tell you the whole story of their, right. their challenges. And, and so I, I talked to them like, why did you get into it? Like, well, I want a cash flow. Like, do you, would you like to keep the cash flow and not have to worry about the, the property anymore? Well, what do you mean? Like, I'm going to buy your property where I'm making payments. You're going to get the continuing cash flow. And then you don't have to worry about it. You're just looking to have money coming in and I'm going to buy right. this property. 
So now I got, now they're like, they're, they're selling me this property on what they call seller financing. So I'm not using, using right. the bank. I'm just making mm -hmm. payments to the seller. Right. And so it's a massive win-win. And a lot of times with these guys, they're, they have like five properties and you know, you know what, this has been a headache. I don't want to deal with this mm -hmm. thing. And I, and I talk to people that have been, that don't even have their, their properties in LLC. Like they, they, they've took a crummy course or they watched three YouTube videos and think they got it and they, they end up right. you know, getting over their heads. And so th those type of things, like not just going through foreclosures, that's the, every TikTok, every YouTube video says, you want to find off-market deal, go to foreclosures. You, that's a great way to go. But I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to people that are, I'm looking up divorces. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm looking up people where they're, they're you know, I'm having people that are uh, what they call bird dogging, where they're driving around looking for distressed properties. And then um, I talk to mailmen. Oh, wow. Like, they, they know, or male people, right? They, right. they know the roots and I'll say, Hey, if you yeah. point me in a direction of a distressed property or like, you know, they're not the, the boarded up windows, you know, the, maybe right. it's long grass, it's maybe vacant and mm -hmm. I buy it, I'll pay you two grand. Right. And a lot of times these guys are like, Oh yeah. And they'll, right then and there, they're writing like five addresses for me. So mm -hmm. just those type of things, that's what I mean by as far as like uh, out of the box thinking and, okay. and just ways of finding those off market properties, right. Where I come, I contact them and like, Oh, I, because a lot of these scenarios, they, they just want it, their, their problem to go away. Mm -hmm. And people will, will trade equity for peace of mind every single time. Right. I, uh, that may be, right? I'm also getting that can be applied to a lot of things. I'm looking for, I told you earlier in the pre-show that I'm, I'm buying the Millennium bus and, yeah. and trying to find one. And I always joke about it. So I said, some, some couple is buying a nice coach right now in 2023. Unfortunately, a year from now, the guy dies. I don't want him to die, but I'm just using this as a scenario. It, he it, dies. It the it's wife now, they, so they had a coach, a brand new one. They buy $400,000 for this brand new coach. Two years from now, one dies, and the wife says, I can't drive this thing. I can't. I, and I, and my, it's related to my husband. I want to get rid of it. And, and I come along and I said, hey, you know, I can give you, you know, 150000 or 200000 for that coach. They just want to get rid of it because, again, it's related to her ex or not her ex, but her dead husband. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just sitting there. And the longer it's, it's just like a car, the longer it sits, the worse it's going to get. 100%. So, so in the same way, same way with you were talking about the real estate, whether it's also a car, if you look around. So, so that yeah. knowledge could be applied to a lot of things, just not 100%. just real estate. Because because it, 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 a lot of times when you talk about people that have money, they love depressions and stuff like that, where they can buy stuff for pennies on the dollar. Because exactly. if you had a house and you're going to, it goes into foreclosure or something like that, I'd rather sell it to you. Even though I might not make us, even if it just makes enough to pay off the loan that I have. Right. You know, I, now I'm, you know, cleared. I'm not into bankruptcy or I'm not into this, but you got a good deal because you got it out of pennies on the dollar. It, it's, it's a win-win. And the thing is like, um, I've had a lot of people have, like they, they think it's immoral, but it's like, how is that immoral? Like I, I've had people like multiple times where at the closing table in tears of gratitude. Cause like mm -hmm. think about someone going through foreclosure and if, if anyone's been through this, they, they understand what I'm talking about. They're getting right. The behind of their house payments are behind every other payment too. They're right. getting their cars repossessed and they're hitting this, this nonstop just bombardment of like reminders of how, unfortunate the situation is you know mm -hmm. every phone call it's it's instead of like oh cool who's, who's calling me it's a dread moment because it's a collection right. call or whatever it is and so when i come in i'm like hey what tell me about your problem how can i what tell me about your challenge right 
And we have that conversation, that heart to heart. And and I come in like, we can, we can buy your property. You know, we're Mm going to leave the mortgage in place, but I'm going to catch you up on your payments. We're going to stop the foreclosure. The property is going to be mine. You're going to have enough money so you can pay off that truck so that you can Mm -hmm. have money for the moving expenses or whatever that their, their, their pain point or wants that they wanted. We kind of Mm -hmm. figure that out. Right. And then I'm going to buy the property and the mortgage stay in place, you know, because a lot of times it's lower interest than you can get now if you did traditional financing. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's it's a massive win-win because if I didn't come, they would have had a foreclosure on the record. They would have lost 100% of their equity. They mm-hmm. lost everything. They would, And so it, it they really couldn't buy another house for like seven years unless right. they pay a like massive interest rate because the, the foreclosure oh, yeah. stays in their, their credit report for seven years. Um, Supposedly, so, yeah. For, for, yeah, I, I thought we were talking about. Right. I, I, we were just talking to somebody about bankruptcy. He was bankrupt in 2010, and his credit score is eight something right now. But mm. his bankruptcy still shows up on his credit report, and that was 2010, wow. so that was 13 years ago. And, and, and I, he could fight it, but he says, "Why should I? I don't need it." He he pays everything right. cash now and stuff like that, and his house is oh. paid off, and his cars he buys cash, so he doesn't really care. I mean, he has a high score, you know, right? But let me let's let's go back a little bit and revisit something um, that you yeah. talked about. Uh, this, you know, I, understanding helping people with the foreclosure coming in there and kind of being uh, the word it came to be be the Batman, the save the save the day, your Superman. You came to oh, save yeah. the day because again, there they go foreclosure. There's a lot of negatives to that and stuff like that. You come on say, hey, I'll take it over for you and stuff like that. Yeah. What are other ways? That um, because you talked about buying stuff with not your your credit or your mm-hmm. money. Talk right. a little bit about that. So yeah. I, in in six years, I've done over eighty transactions, and in all of those transactions, I have never, not once, used my own credit, and okay. only a handful of those I've, I use my own money. Oh. So that's that's the power of just having a little bit of knowledge can get you. So mm-hmm. as as far as and eventually, I'm sure there's going to be a situation where I'm going to use my own credit, but I like right. saying I haven't, so I, I I try to keep it that way. Right. <laughs> but uh, as a bragging point, I suppose. Well, but, uh, there's an old saying too: is it's opium, others people's money. It's you're better to use other people's right. money than your money. Exactly. So one way, for example, is kind of what I what I mentioned earlier is mm-hmm. is with a, a purchase option of subject to. So you're buying it to subject to the existing financing. Okay. So the property goes into my my name. And then uh, the mortgage stays in place. It stays on title. We're making payments on their behalf, but okay. the but the comp- but the the property title is now in my company's name. Okay. So that that's one way to kind of get that. But that's still a lot of times they need they need money to get caught back up. They need money, you know, so they can move and do these things. So right on on those we would use a lot of. There's a ton of options. So mm-hmm. private money lenders where they they have some capital they want to throw it in um, retirement accounts. Okay. Did you know that that you can that retirement accounts can invest in real estate? Oh, they're not. They can. So now there's a ton of rules. I don't want people to listen to this and to start going willy nilly. Right. There, you you can get, you can end up in handcuffs if you do it wrong. So I want to make sure <laughs> that that if anyone we don't want that to happen. Thinking, yeah, exactly. Thinking about it, you know, I mean, if you want to get you know contact me, we can have a conversation about it, or or just make sure you get with a professional in your local area. Um, right. to, to, to help you. So I just got as a, as a caveat, you know, I don't want to. Right. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, so you can put, put your retirement account into a self-directed IRA. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're following the rules, you can, you can invest in real estate. And so okay. right now people have the retirement accounts in like stock market and they're getting like 0%, you know, last year, you know, or, or maybe on average 7%. 
And depending on the deal, right? I never promise a Pacific unless it's an actual loan. Right. But depending on the do, deal, I'm, I'm doubling that. You know, mm-hmm. some of these guys, so three of my last, three of my last five, three of my last five short-term rentals was funded by someone else's retirement account. And I'm okay. giving on some of these, I'm giving them a 20 to 30% ROI on their money. So okay. they're static, you mm-hmm. know, and the great thing, if I just left and went to, to Canada or Mexico, just, just ditch town, mm-hmm. then their, that retirement account can take over that property. And now they have, now their, now their retirement account owns the property. So you can okay. own rental retirement account. It's, it's just amazing. It's wow. really cool. So, and also there's like lease options, like buying mm-hmm. the property uh, with, with lease option. There's, there's mm-hmm. so many, there's hard money lenders, private money lenders. Uh, so it, there's a, a plethora of ways of, of purchasing the properties without using. And the thing is though, a lot of times, a lot of investors, they'll have like one or two, mm-hmm. they'll hard money lender, private, and that's it. Me, I have like six or seven different ways where I can make this deal work. Okay. So that's another way where, why I was able to get a lot of these deals where people would turn it away. Cause like mm-hmm. that one strategy that they had wouldn't fit that. But me, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, how can I cookie cut? How can I, it's, it's like, it's like a puzzle. Like, how can I make this thing work? How can I get this person right. what they need? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, make sure that I'm making money and it, it hits my numbers and, and, you know, my criteria. So having all those tools in my tool belt has been a massive, it's been super helpful and having the right mm-hmm. connections to um, with like the, a community of real estate investors where I can, you know, partner with, or just, just work with has been tremendous, tremendously helpful. What, one of the things I got, I'm thinking of somebody might be thinking of and asking is um, 2000. I don't know what, when did you actually, let me ask this question first. When did you actually start getting into real estate? What year was it? It, it was, so it was six, so about 2017, 16, right around there, I believe. Okay. Yeah, sure. The reason why I said so that, I remember I was looking for a house. I was qualified. It was about 2008. Mm. And then 2009, 2010, yeah. everything yeah. crashed. So people are saying, like, you know, real estate, it's like stock. You know, it's, it, 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 how do I know it's a good time to buy or a good time okay. to sell? Because for a while there, I mean, the value of houses, and you could buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars. The next thing is valued at two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And you said, "Wow, I'm getting two hundred thousand dollars for my house." But then you have to go buy another house that's worth two hundred thousand. But you know, so it, so this timing. I mean, there's yeah. there's also a little knowledge of of knowing the market. It's kind of like well, the analogy that I get is it's like looking out and you're seeing the clouds are coming. It's dark. Yeah. And you say, "Okay, I'm not going to go outside and go to the beach because it's going to rain." Mm-hmm. So this kind of and the real estate would be that will say there's a little bit of wisdom. Uh, you're just not throwing your money out. You're not buying property that it might not be a good investment. Right. I, uh, uh, I I give you an example. Like I told you about this coaches and he did the same thing. He says, well, I know that you're going to come up with $30,000. There's an older coach, pay me $10,000 and I'll, I'll bank the other $20,000 over two years. So he, cause he didn't need the money, mm-hmm. but he want he wanted me to buy the coach. So, you know, so he was going to do that right. now. So it was, so that's what you're talking about in the real estate is, you know, you got a, a motivated seller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's off market, I think it's off market is good because I know I've, I got some friends and actually one of my partners is in real estate. He sells million dollar homes and stuff. Nice. Is, is you go to a house and it's worth, okay. It's, it's years ago, a house would be $120,000 and then you make an offer of a hundred thousand. You know, and then they come back and they counter offer or, oh, yeah, we accept it or don't. Well, today is uh, OK. That, OK, we want one hundred twenty thousand dollars. I come up and say, OK, I'll give you one hundred thirty thousand dollars. 
it, it's right. it overpriced. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to give you more than you're asking for. Mm-hmm. And they're selling like crazy because people, they know that they got a value and it's, it's worth something. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta know the market, the signs of the time signs, what's going on. It's just, you gotta do some research and you know, just can't do it. Non, non, you know, lazy well, daisy type of thing. And, and here's the thing. So with on a downturn market, that's, that's when you see the professionals come pop up, right. Mm-hmm. In, in an upturn. So like, like two, three years ago, the market was going crazy. Even during COVID, like the real estate market right. across the country was like, insane like right. it was just like you're saying they put a they put a house for for 120 and they would get 200 or 150 thousand dollar offers and right. they were they were accepting it right um I, I was getting i was i was doing flips at the time still and I, I would like put a flip on and people would over ask it so like during the course of my four months of finishing that flip i would make forty thousand dollars more than i was expecting because exactly. things are going crazy and so during those times you can be not you can be very What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm trying to be nice. Ah. You can watch a couple of YouTube videos and make money. Right. You know what I mean? Because this is like, uh, and that's how it was in 2008. I, I've, I've talked to many investors that were in it at that time. And like, it was just like, they, they bought a house and then six months later, that's all they did. They, they just waited for appreciation and sold it. And they made a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Right. So like, oh, I'm, I'm a real estate investor. I, I, I got this. And then that's when everything crashed. And then suddenly right. there, cause they had those ninja loans and you didn't really need, you can have like 20 loans. They wouldn't even bat an eye at you. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, and that, but when it crashes, that's when people are like, okay, the opportunities are there. So, so now what I see in our current market, cause things have slowed down, they increased the interest rate that they have slowed things down. And now all of these guys that were like, cause I would wholesale. So I would like find people that needed to, needed to sell their property, get under contract, then sell my rights to the contract to someone mm-hmm. else that wanted to do the flip and make like 10, 15 grand on, on that transaction. And okay. I'm in and out, basically the middleman. Mm-hmm. And I had people buy my deals and they're like, yeah, I mean, my, my money costs are really high. And so if, if I'm planning on appreciation, so it's, just, it's a terrible idea. Um, but what I'm seeing, it's a, it's a long story for a short point, but yeah. what, well, right now it, it's people that are, are that know how to, how to run numbers and know how to run the business correctly where they know how to have the cheaper funds. They know how to, you know, negotiate that deal and find those deals. They're the mm-hmm. ones that's really succeeding. Now, now a lot of like, we would have, you know, a uh, hundred, hundred people looking at one property. Now you're like 20 mm-hmm. because those nuanced people like, Oh, I can't make money anymore. Okay. Right. Or I lost money because of this and that. So on a downturn market, that's when most millionaires are created. So I'm really excited. And cool. even though I, I didn't live through 2008, I was, I was taught, and trained by people that did. And so yeah, yeah. every every transaction, even when I first started, I was like, mm-hmm. what happens if 2008 happens? Like on this flip, what is my A, B, and C plan? Mm-hmm. So if the, the market goes out, because especially when you have other people's money involved, you mm-hmm. really gotta make sure, like, I don't wanna lose money, but I'd rather lose my money than your money. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. Oh, yeah. Especially with this business when it's a relationship business. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want that that reputation out there. I don't want, I don't want that, that right. relationship to be, be damaged. So I, I was very, very cautious. And, and even speaking to this, my partners, like, Hey, so this is our a plan. If everything goes well, we're going to, we're, you're going to make 50 grand. I'm going to make 60 or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if this does, if, if 2008 happens again or something similar, like the market tanks, mm-hmm. this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. And, and then that doesn't work. We're going to do this other plan. So I, I don't okay. touch a deal until I have like three different exit strategies. Okay. And so if I can make money downturn property, 
and when I buy it, I know I'm, it's going to be good regardless, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, All right. That's, so that's yeah. cool. That's a good philosophy and stuff like that. I'm looking at one of our last two questions is how can you help people reach their dreams? And what would you say to people that says all that information you've been giving for the last 45 minutes is great and stuff like that. But how can I, I need a kind of a point ABC type of plan a little bit to get started to what direction should I be looking into? Cause I'm working like you, I'm working a lot, you know, a lot of hours, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm making money, but I'm not making enough. Uh, even I, myself that I have some goals, you know, like, okay, you know, how can I have extra income? Cause I was learning, I used to hang around with millionaires and the best thing they say is residual income is the best income to have. It's so awesome. because cause it's, you work once and you get paid. That's like with my partners, I get paid from a partner. Once they become a partner, as long as they keep going, I get paid every month. It's residual oh. income and it's, it's nice. And okay. it helps me do what I need to do. But what can you say to people? And we can tie in the last question in with the last question, which would be how do people get a hold of you and stuff like that. So tie those two right. questions into one. What we just say to some people that are thinking about they need to make a change in their life, and then basically tie it in with is how can you help them personally? So let's go from there. No, totally. Uh, for for the people that that wanted to make a change in their lives, like how I was, there was usually a lot of times there's like a, a something that makes you want to quit, right? Or makes you want to make a change. Um, there's this, I can't remember the name of this paradox, but if my work is a mile away from me, I'll walk and it'll take me, you know, 20 minutes to get there. But if my work is two miles away from me, I'll drive and it'll take me 10 minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's, it's almost, it doesn't get better till things get worse. And that's kind of how it was right. for me. Right. I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to miss all that stuff. So for people that are like, if they're at that point where it's like, they're still the one mile away, they're not, they're more, they're comfortable enough mm-hmm. where they're, they they're accepting the bribe of their job to give up on their dreams, mm-hmm. right? It, well, if, I, I I get the word also. I'm sorry to interrupt you. There is please, I get. Please. Are you willing? Are they willing to sacrifice? Because like myself, I have a goal to get a two hundred thousand dollar bus. Well, I have to work more. I have to save more. I have to spend less. You know, right. those are the things that I can physically do. Like you said, hey, if I could save money by walking a mile driving a mile, then I, that will help me for my better, my goal. So I hear that too, is you got to be able to sacrifice to get what you really want out of life. A hundred percent. I mean, and, and when we're, when you and I were 12, we had huge dreams Mm -hmm. and what happens to most Americans is like, okay, I have this massive dreams and, but my salary is a lot smaller. So what do we do? We, We start compacting our dreams to fit that, that salary. And I think it's the saddest thing in the world. So I would, I would almost like what I do when I first have conversations with people that want to get started, that want to do something. I, I talk about those dreams. That's mm-hmm. like the, the, the first conversation we have is like, why are you here? What, what motivates you? Sure. If you got into real estate, you made an extra 60 grand this year, or you bought a rental that's giving you a thousand dollars a month. Let's what, but what is that for? Like mm-hmm. getting into real estate is fine. But if you don't have the the reason why you're doing it, like I, I just want to have better retirement. I don't want to have a pile of money and hopefully I die before that pile runs out. I want to have 10, 15 mm-hmm. rentals that gives me $15,000 every single month where right. I don't have to worry about my expenses as a retire. It's always me coming in and I always have that, you know, I can sell the property if I, if I needed to come up with an extra 500,000 for whatever reason. Right. Right. So um, that's what we first do is like have the conversation. So people can reach out to me. We can, we can book a call. Uh, mm-hmm. You can go to my, my tree link, you know, tree link.com slash ask, ask Jared, uh, yeah. tree link slash 
treelink.com slash askjared. That's a great okay. way to, to get follow my socials and we book a call. Also, okay. my website um, is www.askjarednow.com. Okay. And they can still book a call. We have a conversation about, and it's like a nine minute conversation. It's just like, what, mm-hmm. what are your dreams? What do you want to do? And mm-hmm. the cool thing is like right now in 2021, me and my wife, we acquired 15 short-term rentals. So Airbnbs. Okay. And that, that income is providing for our, our life expenses. Right. So mm-hmm. we work on what we want to work on. And, and right. that's been kind of passion this last year is really just how can I help as many people as I possibly can. And so okay. I just plug them into the same system that taught me. And it's been phenomenal. Like I, I helped my friend, he got started and we did, we actually ended up doing a fix flip together and okay. I got 60 grand on that. And then, um, we, we did a, 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 a wholesale together. We did a short term, a short term rental together. And okay. it, it, it's phenomenal. Cause now he's like, he's on his way to getting out of his job. Another friend of mine, she just wanted to buy one rental a year. Cause she wanted to have a better retirement. She wanted to actually have a retirement. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really depends on what they're looking for. And, and we can, craft okay. a specific plan for them so that they can achieve their, their dreams that they forgot about, to be honest. Okay. Well, one advantage or a good thing about COVID is everything is now virtual. You can, you know, like us having yeah. a conversation, it would be nice to do it in person, but you know, you have got set up. That's why I spend money to get a good camera and some lighting and stuff like that, because that's the virtual. So, cause you got people listening. I mean, I have, you're in Utah. I have people in Washington state, I have Massachusetts, Florida, Texas. Yeah. So, you do a lot of virtual stuff because you don't, you don't like have a, like a brick and mortar type of office that you people right. walk into. You might, but you don't have to have that. It's, you know, so they, so that's a good thing. That's uh, you know, as I said, because of, you know, COVID everything, everybody had no choice. They couldn't go out. So they, yeah. they're doing, you know, they, now you can go to a shrink. Like we're talking like you could be my shrink and I'd be talking to you, you know what right. I mean? They, exactly. they, they do that now. So it doesn't have to be in person. I, I mean, we're lot, we're losing a little things when we don't do things in person. I do like to do right. interviews in person. There's a little bit more uh, bonding, a little bit more exciting when you're in. Uh, like I tell, I have a show called it's it's called the Millennium Beat, but it's love stories. I talk mm-hmm. about you, how you grew up, and how your wife then how she grew up. I all met, fell in love, and had kids. You know, and it, it's yeah. exciting. It's a it's a love story. Those yeah. are great to sit around the coffee table or sit around the kitchen table and talk. Because I've done those before, and they're there. It's your home. You're yeah. very open and relaxed. Television, I mean, television or computers, they're a little bit more less personalized. But they, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. You have no choice. So, but oh, I, th- I think a lot of people got some good information. I think I got some. I have to, you know, I'll have to re-listen to it again, and when I edit it, and say, oh yeah, that's a good thing. I want, I'm going to, I want to write you and say, I want to ask you that question. And, and, you know, this hope that, you know, people can make, because to me, as I said, I work hard uh, and I only can make so much money and I, w- I want to have property in other states, uh, stuff like that, because I want to be able to put my coach in Florida. I have a property that I stay at and I want to say in North Carolina or Tennessee or something like that. So those are the kind of things I'm looking for in the future. And I'm, unfortunately, uh, you know, that we didn't get a time to talk about this, but, you know, I'm 60. Yeah, I just turned mm-hmm. sixty. I got seven more years before I, before I technically retire. <laughs> right. But you know, I, you know, you know, and I didn't do a lot in my life thinking about retirement. I mean, you know, I thought it was going to be a millionaire, so I didn't have to bother. So, <laughs> but you know, so there, there's things that we can change and stuff like that. But, oh, but Jared, I, I just like to thank you so much for your information, your wealth of knowledge. I'm, hopefully, some people get some great things out of this. Um, guys uh, who are watching and listening, give Jared a call, give him, you know, talk to him, find out some more. 
Uh, he's legit. You know, he's, he's a company you know that you would want to deal with. So and so, Jared, thanks very much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is, this is a blast. Thank you. It, it was good. So, guys, you've been listening to the Millennium Beat. I'm Kevin James. Well, guys, we'll see you next week. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. Views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok at the Millennium Beat. Or on Twitter at Millennium underscore Beat. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world, go to our website for more information. You can go to themillenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net. Your financial support is greatly appreciated. We couldn't do all we do without your support. The Millennium Beat just updated our website from the ground up. Check it out at themillenniumbeat.com or you can get there by using millenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net where you'll be redirected to the millenniumbeat.com's homepage. I want to thank Mass Inbound for their awesome work on our website. If you're looking for somebody to build your site, I recommend them. You can reach them at massinbound.com. That is M-A-S-S-I-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. These are some of the things that you can find on our website. Homepage. You can watch our latest YouTube video or listen to our audio podcast. Also listed are some of the platforms our audio podcast is on. You'll find out when the next podcast will air and who the guests will be. On the top right, you'll find two red buttons. Learn how to help and become a guest. Under Learn How to Help. You can become a partner, sponsor, contributor, or contribute to the future Millennium Bus. You can give one time or monthly recurring. The choice is yours. The other button is Be a Guest. Click it, go to the form, and fill it out, and we will get back to you. We would love to hear your story. Click the About Us drop-down where you'll find stats, where we are reaching people, and to find more information on our sponsors. Click on the Podcast drop-down. Then click on the calendar tab where it will tell you when the shows will air and who will be on them. Or if you need to know about any meetups of the Millennium Beat staff, partners, or listeners. Also, there might be on the calendar an event at which the Millennium Beat staff will be at. Click the guest tab for all previous guests, links to their website, social media pages, and any store they might have. Click the forms drop down. There you'll find a release, be a guest, or become a sponsor form.